Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another deep dive episode of Ask Me About K-Pop. This is an episode that we planned to do like two months ago <laughs> when the most recent comeback was happening, but it's weirdly actually fine because this is closer to the actual debut date of this group. So yes. it's all good. Yeah. And they're <laughs> currently selling, uh, celebrating a 15th anniversary. So we thought, excellent. Keep it up to date for a brand new, like, or like a whole era of this group. We Absolutely. Got a clear start and a clear little bookend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this week we are going to be talking about a boy group called You Kiss. Yes. And this is a group that we have definitely mentioned several times throughout because they're a second gen group that has kind of always been around and they've done these like sort of random accomplishments of like being the first group to do certain things, but also had kind of a nebulous place in the like Hollywood wave in that they weren't ever like one of the top performing groups, right? but they were very consistently present. Yeah. And they had a lot of member changes while still, while never like, ending or going on hiatus just like an interesting ride throughout their career yeah Um, so we thought and they've you know come up on all the times that we've like looked into hit stages and like looked back on the second gen they've just sort of always been there Mm -hmm. so it's you know worthy of diving in seeing yeah. taking a look around i really wanted to know what the deal was because i remember when this 15th anniversary comeback was announced i got the impression from people's reaction that some of the members in the recent comeback were never in the group at the same time which mm, was similar yeah, to yeah, like yeah. the Kara deep dive so i just like wanted to know what the deal was mm-hmm. And because this is a group that I think we've said before is one that we never really paid attention to or kept up with. They were just, like I said, always there. Mm -hmm. Um, So something that we knew of but didn't know anything about. Yeah. And like that comes to our always deep dive question of like, what did you know about you Mm -hmm. kiss, if anything, before we did this? And I really think like very little, like, I don't think I could have told you any of their, like, I couldn't have told you any of their titles as opposed to like infinite. I could have been like, Oh, the chaser or whatever, Mm -hmm. like that one infinite song, but like you kiss, I don't think I could have. And then in going through the deep dive, there was one that I was like, Oh, I actually do remember this. Like outside of the podcast, I knew, of this because it was like shocking and scandalous sure. <laughs> but like otherwise I think the only thing that like comes to mind is something I learned through the podcast when we talked about like fandoms and how the like fandom chant is like you kiss kiss me mm-hmm. um, and that's literally all that like comes to mind when I thought like I couldn't have told you any of the members or how many there were or like what their greatest hits were even what company they were under yeah. like I could have told you nothing <laughs> yeah 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 I think all I knew really about you kiss again. I also was way more familiar with some of the songs than I expected to be. But the only thing I knew about you kiss was Eli's very messy personal life. Mm. That's all I knew about you kiss. Hilarious. So yeah, (laughs) I'm really excited to get into this. I had a really good time doing this. And I think that I really genuinely enjoyed so much of this music. Yeah. 
I think it's just like, it's so second gen. Yes. And I think that I'm really feeling my age as a K-pop stand these days. And like feeling really nostalgic for this like era of K-pop music. Um, and I just like found it weirdly refreshing that like they're singing live in all the stages mm -hmm. and is their singing perfect? No, but like, I'm happy to hear it because nobody sings live anymore. And yeah. like, I don't know. I just like really appreciated it. And I thought it was really fun to learn about. And I think that they're very, they're a fascinating like study in the world of K-pop of like thinking about a group that was never super successful but like kept working hard for like mm -hmm. so many years and then all of the members like have ended up as like essentially like regular guys with regular jobs and like I don't know just sort of looking at like what happens to like a group when things like go a different way like mm -hmm. and they never really get that famous to keep staying famous yeah, like yeah, what yeah. I don't know it's all just like very interesting yeah or like they yeah, because they run a sort of strange middle ground in, like, the spectrum of deep dives that we've had of, like, these groups or artists that have had that are still around and, like, have these 20-year careers or had 10 years as a band and then went on to do different solo stuff or, like, were only around for seven years and then they were done forever, mm -hmm. like, went their separate ways. And they like 15 years in have like still kind of been doing stuff, but also dropped out of the picture in a lot yeah, of yeah, ways. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, they run an interesting course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you've never listened to a deep dive episode, the format is, we will tell you some big picture facts and, uh, information about you kiss then we'll introduce all the members throughout time and then go chronologically through the timeline of their career listen to some of their songs talk about it yeah and then we'll all know a bunch about you kiss when we're done yes and then instead of a random game we'll watch their most viewed music video whatever that may be on uh youtube unless we've already I think seen we it have before. i'm pretty sure that they yeah. have been random gamed before Possibly. so I feel like maybe we should watch their most recent, like watch their oh, 15th, yeah, the 15th anniversary, anniversary video. I think it. that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so You Kiss officially debuted on August 28th, 2008 under a company called NH Media. And they were under NH Media until 2022. Mm -hmm. And then several of the members re-signed with a company called Tango Music in 2022. And they are currently under Tango Music. Love it. Haven't heard of either of those companies. <laughs> <laughs> and their name is You Kiss, which is stylized capital U dash capital K ISS. -S, mm -hmm. You Kiss. All caps. And it stands for ubiquitous Korean international idol superstar. Which I, I is funny because they only use one of the eyes, but also ubiquitous. What a hundred dollar <laughs> word. Like, love it. Love it. Their fan color is Pearl Fuchsia. And the fan club, as discussed in the fandom episode, is Kiss Me. Because mm -hmm. that's probably, you know, top of the cute fan club names, yeah. I would say. Absolutely. And this name was chosen by the fans via online poll at some point mm -hmm. early in their career. That's fun that the fans get to choose, get to choke, get to, got to choose it. <laughs> wow. Oh God, we're at the top of this and I already can't, <laughs> can't speak. Oh geez. Okay. 
We'll get it. We'll um, get yeah, it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Some overall notes about Yukis. They recorded and or performed songs in Korean, Japanese, Chinese, English, and Spanish. So very multilingual. They were the first K-pop group to hold a fan meeting in Cambodia and the first Asian group to perform at the Los Cuarenta Principales concert in Colombia, which is like a very big... Los Cuarenta is a radio program or a radio station that's like all through Latin America, and they do really big music festivals all over the continent. Um, they were probably maybe more popular in other parts of Asia than they were in Korea. We don't have like cited statistics for that, but just as a general observation, it seems like they sold more abroad than they yes. ever did at home. Um, and the Japanese company Yashimoto Group invested 150 billion Korean won to develop UKIS into an internationally known group. So they really did put a lot of effort into their work overseas um, and this might be a general symptom of k-pop at the time but the disparity in line distribution in their songs is off the charts <laughs> some of their members have only one or even zero lines in their promoted title tracks and like you can see it even in the music videos like some of the guys you just never see <laughs> and, like one of the guys i remember noticing a stage and i was like is he just a backup dancer like he has done he nothing do this entire time um, but they they do have four English-speaking members, uh, which means there are a lot of silly raps and songs that start with some pretty cringe English vamping, a little, let's go, <laughs> yo, yo, hey, <laughs> you kiss in the house, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> um, some fun things that I observed from Korean fan wikis and other fan pages. One of the quotes on the Korean fan wiki was, all members were known to be taller than 180 centimeters, but now it has been revealed <laughs> that this is not the case. <laughs> I checked their member profiles, and the member profiles still claim that all of them are taller than 5'10". One of them is 6'2", um, but I don't know which of those are lies. Yeah. But supposedly, some of them are not actually that tall. But they seemed like generally a tall group. Yes, I, I would agree with the generally tall group, at least in the sense that nobody ever caught my eye as like a woozy or something. Like, oh, like, that one's totally, little. Yeah, <laughs> sticking yeah. out. Or like that little one in, in Kinnikin. Like, you know, there, was, there were no grand height disparities For to sure. point out the lies. The Korean fan wiki also claimed that they were a boy group with very good fan service. That is, I can see that for sure. Overall stats, they released three full Korean albums, 12 EPs, and one special album. They have seven full Japanese albums, five EPs, and one special. They had nine different reality shows throughout their careers and 13 major award nominations with seven wins, but zero major music show wins in the like typical music shows that we count. And we'll get to the we'll get to the like little asterisk. There's that's an on asterisk. That one. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. but like none of their like wikis or fan stuff like they all say they never won a music yeah. show trophy yeah, yeah, yeah. which is wild yeah. considering how much music years. they put yeah. out so much music <laughs> oh my god going through this like Sometimes when we go through the deep dives, I'll like, we'll get like halfway through and I just start like scrolling through the discography to like see how much is left. And this was one of those ones where I was like, oh, it's never ending. <laughs> like I thought I was like, oh my God, I just covered like four comebacks and there's still like 10 more. Yeah. Like how is this possible? Um, so yeah, we got a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so now it's time to talk about all of the members of UKIS throughout time. And I put them in order of how they were in the group, like added to the group. And it's noted in each of their things how long mm -hmm. each of them were in. Great. Because it's all over the place. So our first member is Alexander, sometimes just known as Xander. With an X. With an X. He was a rapper and a vocalist. His birth name is Alexander Lee Usubiel. I'm not sure how you say that. And he was born on July 29th, 1988 in Hong Kong. Oh, almost exactly a year older than me. And we always try to describe the members. And <laughs> I feel like I struggled with this one a little bit. Like I felt like it was really hard to describe some of them. Like I know what they all look like. I can name the members very easily now. But describing them is hard. But Alexander is somebody who has a very distinctive face. He has really, really round, like puffy eyes and like thick, straight eyebrows that tilt mm -hmm. kind of up and very big lips. Yeah. He like, I hate to like compare people to animals, but like he's kind of monkey in mm. his like shape. Yes. And like, cause he has kind of like forward facing ears, kind of in like a tech yawn way. Yes. Where like he has that like super angular face, but then he also has these like little ears that just kind of stick straight out. Um, he's very much like regular like boy hot boy next door kind of vibes as is the the look I got from a lot of his like promos mm -hmm. so Xander was in UKIS from debut 2008 to 2011 and then he's one of the members who is back for the 15th anniversary comeback um, he is half Korean, a quarter Chinese, and a quarter Portuguese, and he speaks seven languages. That's fucking crazy. Uh, outside of UKIS, he did a couple of dramas in the Philippines and in Korea, and his most recent credit was hosting a style show on Arirang TV in 2017. Um, I gathered that he is super Christian and was briefly affiliated with a Korean Christian music label. And a lot of the like Omona, they didn't comments about Yukis when he was in it were people joking about how religious he mm. is. So he must have brought it up a lot. Yeah, fair. Um, he is on Instagram at Xander0729 and he has some crazy bodybuilding, <laughs> like naked, like whoa abs pictures on his Instagram that were surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yukis definitely didn't shy away from getting sexy, but they didn't, uh, they weren't like a 2 p.m. group where they took off all their clothes. Yeah. Like they did other versions for, of sexy. For sure, for sure. Next up, we have Suhyun. He is the leader and main vocal. Born Shin Suhyun on March 11th, 1989 in Gyeonggi-do, South Korea. He has like a square face with, uh, he always smiles with his mouth closed. And he has kind of like smaller, he's like a smaller like upper lip. I think that's probably, probably does the same thing I do. Where like if you smile with your mouth open, then your upper lip disappears. disappears. <laughs> so you always smile with your mouth closed. But he has like kind of a wider, like very straight nose that is definitely like distinctive. I feel like it's not a general, a common nose shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he did have a cute little snaggle tooth until 2011 where he got it fixed. Um, he usually had a heavy bang. Like that was kind of his, his look. Um, and he's the one who's singing all the lines always. Um, he definitely is like the main vocal yes. of Yukis. Suhyun was in Yukis from 2008 to 2012 to now, 2023, and he is the only consistent member who's been there from the beginning to now. 
Uh, his live vocals are incredible. Like even in the early stages, he's just consistently a very good he's singer. Great. He hits the notes and all of the moves. Like he's very, very solid. Before he moved to NH Media, he was a JYP trainee, um, and he is still close with a lot of JYP artists from that time, including Jay Park and Joe Kwan from 2AM. He released his first Korean mini album as a soloist in 2022, and the single is called The Soju Fairy, and it's very, very perfectly cheesy and wonderful. The only he is the only member that doesn't have a Wikipedia page of his own, so we have no idea what else he has done or what he's like currently doing. Other than a couple of musicals, he seems to have only done things for you, Kiss, in the last 15 years. Yeah, I couldn't find any like MCs, like Mm -hmm. variety cast member. Like he doesn't seem to have like done anything but be a Kiss for all this time, except for he did do a couple of musicals because he's got the voice for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up in line is Kibum, who was one of the vocalists, and he is born was born Kim Kibum on December 29th, 1990. His birthplace was unlisted on any of his uh, pages, um, but that is Shiny Key's name as yes. well. So just saying that <laughs> there's more than one Kim Kibum. And I K-pop. think there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and he has a really long face. Like, I feel like all of his facial features are in, like, the dead middle center yes. of his, like, very yeah, long yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, like, single eyelids, a little little mouth with upturned lip corners. And he always had, like, a very heavy, super junior mullety, like, yeah. look on his hair super, when he like, was in. Super, like, layer feathered yes. bowl, sort of, with, like, long pieces in the back. He was in UKIS from debut in 2008 till 2011. And he had actually originally debuted in 2006 in a four member group called Shing, I assume, XING. Mm. Um, and Young Jun Young from Beast slash, slash Highlight was also in this group. And so was another member of UKIS. We'll get to it. But that's, he start. this was his second <laughs> debut. He is the younger brother of Double S 501's Kim Hyung Joon, which fun. we talked about in the sibling episode because they look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, he debuted solo in 2013 under the name Alan Kibum, which was also his Japanese stage name. So that was something he like fans did. Some fans did know him as Alan. As Alan. Uh, he nowadays owns a restaurant and a wine bar called Mystic Majesty in Seoul. <laughs> Uh, he got married to a Japanese businesswoman in 2019, and he has one son. And per his Instagram, which is at Alan underscore Kibum, he these days appears to just be super into NFTs. <laughs> like his entire Instagram is about NFTs that he bought and NFTs he is selling and conferences he is speaking at about NFTs. Oh, so dear. like that's what he does now. Well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Then we have Dong Ho. He was the lead dancer, face, and maknae of the group. Born Shin Dong Ho on June 29, 1994, in Yoido, Yo, Yoido, South Korea. Um, he looks very small. Yes, um, he just looks little. Yeah. Like he wasn't short, but he, he just looks, looks little. little. Um, and he has like a round face with these like puffy round eyes and like kind of big ears 
um, user that he kind of reminded you he of Bam Bam. He doesn't like look like Bam Bam, but like something about him reminds me of debut era Bam Bam and that he just like looked so much. Uh, he was so much younger than the members, yeah. but he looked so much younger than the members. Because he has kind of members. like, he doesn't have super defined cheekbones. He has like kind of like the A baby cheeks face. that are, yeah, the cheeks that are like the same not density, but like width at the top as they are on the bottom. And he has these like enormous lips um, that, yeah, I don't know. He definitely has like just sort of a pouty little baby face. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was in UKIS from debut to 2013. Um, He appeared in eight dramas between 2010 and 2012. So he's a little bit of an actor boy and then got married at 22 in 2015 and has a son named Asher. I think if I remember correctly, he was on lists as like the youngest idol to ever be married. Yes, I think in our very first... Idols in Love episode five, we yeah, brought we up Dong Ho because he got married so young and everyone was like, yeah. nobody does this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but he got divorced just three years later in 2018 um, and he became a DJ in Japan under the name DJ Russian Justin. Uh, and his ex says that the DJing contributed <laughs> to the divorce, <laughs> which is... Hilarious. <laughs> but Gong Ho still to this day lives in Japan. Next up, we have Kevin. And Kevin was the other main vocal lead dancer and a face of Yukis. His birth name is Wu Sung Hyu, and he was born November 25th, 1991 in Danville, California. These days, he is known as Kevin Wu. Um, just nice if simple. you're looking for him. And Kevin, I feel like, Okay, so he also has like a like long eyes and a long nose and like the the standard handsome guy jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he's really hard to describe because he just has like standard Korean beauty standard face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like a hot boy, and he just looks like someone named Kevin <laughs> in a way that I cannot like put my finger on. But like, he just looks like his name is Kevin. I don't know. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. It's like some of the, it's like, ah, oh, you look like a Kyle. Like, yeah. You just, you just, he just looks like Kevin. <laughs> and like the boys, Kevin also just looks like Kevin and they don't look like each other, but, but they, they both, both look, look like, like a Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> uh, so Kevin was in UKIS from debut until 2017. And he was the other member who had originally debuted in Shing. He was one of the after-school club hosts from 2014 to 2018. Yeah, I feel like that's why I know the name Kevin Wu. Yeah. Um, And he did a lot of other MC stuff. Uh, He has released five singles as a soloist in Japan and one in Korea. And he most recently starred in the very unfortunately short-lived Broadway show K-Pop with Luna from FX. And he is currently still living in New York. Uh, and he will be at KCON this weekend. Amazing. Appearing every single day. I am going to try to find his manager and accost him and see if he'll talk to us for a few minutes. Hell yeah. Because we can talk about, hey, we just we did, just did a an whole episode deep about dive you. about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can follow him on Instagram at Wu underscore official. Amazing. All right, next up we have Eli. He was the main rapper, born Kim Kyung Jae slash Ellison Kim uh, on March 13th, 1991 in Los Angeles, California. He has a big head like a Ken doll and kind of sleepy eyes um, and is arguably one of the more distinct looking members. I feel like he like doesn't, like I, I know this doesn't sound like a, 
I don't, I don't want to come off wrong, but like, he doesn't look that Korean to me. Mm. Like he does look Asian, but there's something about his face that like, doesn't feel like a face you see very often. Mm-hmm. Or like, I thought that he might be mixed. He's apparently fourth generation Korean American. Like his family moved here in the 1800s. Oh, damn. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's, he like looks so distinct to me. I think it maybe is like to do with his nose. Oh no, maybe that's just a shadow in this picture. I was like, does he have like a bump in his nose that a lot of Korean people don't have? Or like different eye shape, wide set eyebrows? I don't know. But yeah, he's got a distinct face. And while he was in Yukis, he was always the beefiest one, but now he's the dad bodiest one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he was in Yukis from debut to 2019 and then rejoined for the 2023 comeback. Um, he dropped out of school at 15 to move to China and be a star, but he got scammed into a slave contract and had to be rescued by his family in a dramatic turn of events. Um, he acted in a Thai drama with Kibum in 2010, and they dubbed their voices because he doesn't speak Thai. <laughs> Um, and then he got secret married in 2014 and had a son named Michael in 2016. He appeared with his family on a season of Mr. House Husband in 2017, but got divorced in 2020 and moved back to the States for a little while. And then in 2022, he and his ex appeared on a show called We Got Divorced. So like the opposite of We Got Married. <laughs> and he now rents a room in her house so that they can try to raise their son together, which is an interesting dynamic. Yeah. He also is on Instagram at Eli underscore Kim 91. Next up, we have Kisop. And Kisop was another visual and vocalist. And his birth name is Lee Kisop. He was born January 17th, 1991. His birthplace is also unlisted, but he attended school in Yatab, South Korea. If I don't know if he was born there, but that's where he went to school. And he has really low ears like his ears are really low down on his head in like a very distinctive way um his eyes are kind of close together and he has a very v-shaped face with a pronounced chin mm -hmm. and he was also the one who was most likely to be lifting his shirt or not wearing a shirt or wearing a crop top yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he was he the loved to show his abs one. that yeah. was his vi the visual was in the apps <laughs> uh, he joined you kiss in 2010 and was in it until 2019 and then he came back for the tango music years in 2022 and is part of the newest comeback kisop was an olzong in high school which we've discussed this is a olzong means like best it's a portmanteau for best face mm. and it's like a whole thing in korea for like high schoolers who are particularly good looking to like there used to be a TV show about them or there was a whole like web page, like a MySpace that was only yeah. for hot high schoolers or whatever. Yeah, it's like being in like a special class, all of your like <laughs> a, the special clique of like hot people. Yes. And you got to be like a little bit locally famous yeah, for yeah, like yeah. being hot. So he was the local hot boy of his town. Uh, he did a few musicals and starred in a movie with Jay Park in 2011 that's called Mr. Idol. These days, he owns a clothing line called Rendezvous, but it is spelled R-D-V-Z. Okay. And they make very expensive white t-shirts, you know, <laughs> luxury clothes. <laughs> um, he married actress Jung Yuna in 2019, and Soo Hyun sang the congratulatory... 
We're both suffering. <laughs> and Soohyun sang the congratulatory song at their wedding. And the wedding pictures are gorgeous. I, I always love pe- seeing people's wedding pictures because sometimes celebrities have private weddings, which is fine. But I love it when they show us yeah. because I love Korean wedding photo shoots. They're so good. They're so good. And like, I'll never be over the lack of instagram evidence we got of Taeyong's wedding yeah <laughs> i thought with, there were so many famous people there nobody took posted any <laughs> pictures uh and you can follow keys up on instagram at key underscore seop 91 Next up, we've got AJ. He was the main rapper, born Kim Jae-sop on June 4th, 1991. His birthplace is also unlisted, but he did attend an international school in Seoul. And he has, like, sticky outy ears and is kind of cross-eyed. Like, one of his eyes is closer to his nose than the other. And he has that pouty top lip, like, Chan Song from 2PM. I usually call it a little Simpsons Simpsons lip. Yeah, Mm -hmm. where it just, like, sticks out a little more. He was in UKIS from 2011 to 2014 and then joined for the 15th anniversary in 2023. He was previously in a group called Paran under the same company before being added to UKIS. So we're assuming he was just like an NH media trainee that they Mm -hmm. were like, no, join this one instead. He also wrote music for Yukis, starting with his very first comeback in the group um, and debuted solo under the stage name Siyun in 2017 and released two EPs and five singles. But he's currently working just a regular guy job doing research at a finance company. And you can find him on Instagram at R-L-A-T-L-D-B-S underscore. <laughs> Next up, we have Hoon. And Hoon is the other main vocal and the second Makne, because he joined after Dongho left, so he became the Makne. Uh, his birth name is Yo Hoon Min, and he was born August 16th, 1991, in Gyeonggi-do, South Korea. And he really looks like somebody, and I cannot <laughs> place it. Like in some pictures, I feel like he gives wanho mm. or something and i like can't describe him at all but his cheeks and mouth are so distinctive in a way that i feel like i can't describe in words but in he picture, looks like somebody to me he almost looks like Wu young from 2 p.m in this in picture. that picture yeah but in every picture he, he reminds me of somebody a little different yeah, yeah 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 that are like almost kind of like droopy around mm-hmm. the mouth a little bit yeah 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 he does but then his nose is like super straight in a distinctive way, it's like very like it's like a little rectangle. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't like come out at the end, and it's not like round or triangular. It's just like like yeah. a straight little box on his nose. Like a, I mean, on his like, face, like a like with a mup when Muppets have like that. Yeah, the little rectangle nose. nose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just looks like he looks so familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> he also has an incredible voice. And him and Soohyun did a You Kiss medley on It's Live a couple of years ago. Mm. Like, just the two of them Ooh. did a You Kiss medley. And they're both so good. Amazing. Uh, he was added to You Kiss in 2011 and is still a part of it today. 
Uh, he debuted solo in Japan in 2017 and appeared in five different K-dramas between 2010 and 2017. He was a Marine in the military, respect. <laughs> um, and he married an actress who was an original Girls' Day member. She was only in Girls' Day for a couple of months, oh, but she was. Her name is Huang Ji-sun, and they got married last May. Amazing. Last but not least, we have June, who is a rapper and their third maknae. He was born Lee Jun Young on January 22nd, 1997 in Gyeonggi-do, South Korea. He has very pouty lips with a deep philtrum, which is that little divot in between your nose and your lip, um, with this tiny little button nose and a beauty mark under his right eye. So he looks very, very serious in all of his pictures, but has a huge, huge smile when he actually He's does. He's super cute. He's adorable. <laughs> He joined UKIS in 2014, but then left in 2020. So he is not currently participating in this newest comeback. Um, but he started a Laboom music video in 2018 and participated in the unit um, and then debuted with the winning group UNB. He debuted as a soloist in 2019 and released six singles in Korea and Japan. And he's done five drama OSTs as well. He's also done a lot of drama acting, including imitation and DP, and he starred in a BDSM movie with Girls' Generation Sohyun uh, called Love and Leashes, which I didn't see, but it's you did. It's so good. <laughs> I did not expect it to be good. I like wasn't sure what to think of it, but like, oh my God, it got me. I, I think I cried at the end. Like, it's good i think it's on netflix it's i think it is on netflix too yeah yeah yeah. um but he because he's a 97 liner is so young that he hasn't even gone to the military yet yeah he's nine years younger than xander mm -hmm. so like he is so much younger than all of them it's honestly kind of wild yeah that they just like shoved him they added there. him so late and he was so much younger than all of them it's yeah. kind of confusing but he's super cute and i feel like he is maybe arguably like the most famous of all of them because mm. like he's really established a career as like an actor and a singer and like was not in You Kiss very long. Yeah. But that's June. That's Love all it. of them. That's all of them. Oh, we did it. <laughs> so many. Okay, let's get into this bear of a timeline. There's so much to talk about. So August 15th, 2008, they did their first ever performance as a group at Power of Atomics 08 in Japan. And then a few weeks later, on August 28th, was their debut stage of their debut single on Mnet. But the first album was actually released September 3rd, 2008. It is called New Generation, and the single is called Not Young. <laughs> this song was written and produced by brave brothers with lyrics by tui park mabus and jay kwando i couldn't find any sales or chart data data for this because the gown chart did not exist mm -hmm. never forget no gown chart for a while <laughs> we always try to remember that um the music video had, it's like suburban boys go out of the house to go play basketball on the street or like drool over this cool girl who has a red convertible. All the dance scenes are on a basketball court and mm. they're wearing like matching Laker jersey outfits or yeah. assorted black and white hoodies. Yeah, in some like sort of warehouse looking building or something. And they all have like 
super chonky hair and like one of them has their his hair like braided back into Dong like a Ho half does, yeah, yeah. like a half little almost like a half ponytail and they all look like children like children like the baby fat in their faces is so prominent and a random like observation that I noticed because I got so into this and I watched all of this and I listened to all this music so much. Like I said, I learned all their faces and I like understand them. So I noticed that Soohyun does not get a single close up in this music video, like not even one. And the lines that he is singing they're showing other members or showing group shots. Like he doesn't get a single close up. That's so weird. Which is really weird because in a couple of years, he will be the one who gets 80% of the screen time. Because yeah. so he's just, singing like 80% yeah, of the so song. So it was odd that he just like yeah. doesn't show up in the debut music video. I don't know why. Maybe they were just like, that snaggletooth isn't cute. Like, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't around. Who knows? He's there. Like he's in the group shots, yeah. but he doesn't get any close-ups i just thought that was so odd yeah and just as a note they debuted as a six-member group yes just fyi there's six of them six of them at this point um and yeah like we said the styling is just like jeans and matching jordans and jackets and chains and alexander has like a really poofy perm that's so poofy Mm -hmm. um and the lyrics to this song opens this is the funniest thing i think and i see this video come up a lot in like silly k-pop compilations because it starts with alexander and eli saying we're the new kids on this block you heard stop treating us like kids because we're not anymore what i'm saying we all grown up (laughs) which is super funny because the oldest member is 20 and dong ho is 14 So they're not grown up. And it's also very funny for a debut song to be like, we're all grown up. Like, we don't know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grown up from what? Yeah. And you just said you're (laughs) the new kids on the block. So like, are you, are you bullies or are you men? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But the choreo to this is like very slow and bouncy and kind of goofy and like doesn't really give cool guy vibes so much as they are trying to put forth in the lyrics. Yeah. It almost has a little bit of like, step team like arms uh-huh. with the like a lot of like oh, I just hit the mic a lot of like tucked in elbows and like a, a drill team vibes yeah. a little bit a little bit I I will say though this song has been stuck in my head for two weeks <laughs> like nothing but this song like it just keeps getting in my head so so bad like it's just really earwormy and it kind it of a reminds Brother me song yeah and it kind of reminds me of that kelly Rowland and nelly song oh yeah like it's got like a similar like vibe and it has the soldier boy use in it so it's like very of its time yeah their next comeback was on or their first comeback was on february 3rd 2009 they released their second ep which was called Bring it back, number two, old school. And the single was called I Like You. The song didn't have any credits for it on Melon, but there's a Brave Sound producer tag at the beginning, so it's a good assumption that this is also a Brave Brothers track. Um, And in the music video, the boys are partying at a club, despite being fucking children (laughs) 
Um, and Eli likes a specific girl, but dances with other girls so that she gets jealous. And we get like shots of her like sad in the car. She leaves and, like, the club. Um, but they also pretend to be in a band and play instruments. And then there's a big scene where they tiara style like perform their dance in the club. And the choreo to me is very tiara ish mm. with the like little like feet movies and it's super jumpy and like one of those things that seems like everybody can do this yeah like, join in they like get in like dance. a conga line at yeah, one point like exactly so it definitely feels like one that was supposed to be like anyone can do this um but the styling for this like super colorful for the most part they have like neon shoes and white jeans with neon splatter paint and these like super loud windbreaker jackets that are all different patterns and like checkers and stuff with hats and red jeans with so many rips um there's like one scene where they're walking through like the streets and they all have like black and white outfits instead but for the most part they're colorful in the club um and the haircuts are like kind of mullety and just very extra 90s with the high top very like high toppy pushed up Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. voluminous we should say uh the lyrics to this song are like baby take my love i really like you and it also starts with cringy english from eli saying hey Hey, yo, I met a real nice girl last night. Hell yeah, that's right now. She's so cute. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and they did promote a B-side off of it, which was called Talk to Me. Next up, on November 6, 2009, they released their third EP called Continue Kiss. And the single is called Man Man Honey, but it is also sometimes called I'm Not Easy or Perfect Man. It's under so many different titles just for reference sake. So this song was written and produced by Brave Brothers. And it went to number 35 on the very first edition of the Gaon Digital Singles Chart. Um, the music video is like very dark lighting wise. <laughs> like they're like in the dark and yeah, like yeah, occasionally yeah. it flashes and there's whole dance scenes that are entirely in shadow. Like and all dark. close ups. It's like just them in a spotlight, but like shadows all around the frame. Um, and they're definitely trying for a more sexy, mysterious vibe with this one. And the styling was like assorted suits with a kind of like proto sex harness before straps sex before those got really yeah. cool. Or like black tank tops with gold accessories and fingerless gloves. There's multiple ponytails happening. Yeah. And they are for the first time wearing like heavier makeup. Yes. It's kind of like the like... You, you know, like a replay to Lucifer kind of vibe of like, oh, now we're getting like tough and leather and like drama haircuts. And one of them is blonde. So like we're dyeing our hair now. We got a lot of swoopy bangs in the face. And the lyrics are about a mean girl broke their heart and she's not even sorry about yes. it. Um, one of the lyrics is, am I that insignificant to you? Is love that easy for you? Is our memory that insignificant? Ooh, harsh. But also, this is a new member alert there are seven people in this uh comeback because kesop who was 18 at the time was added to the group so now they have seven great um and this was the uk song that i knew best before we did this Mm. i love this song it's super slaps the 
main dance in the chorus is just a very simple heel bounce and they kind of really gently rock in a circle and it's very like mm. super junior like it's just like very quintessential like second gen this totally. like very gravelly like digital like and like and just, just the gentle yeah. like choreo and like i love it i think this comeback is amazing <laughs> <laughs> on january 17th 2010 the fan club founding ceremony was held and it was called Kiss Me Day. So I guess they had chosen the name yeah. around First then. and then held the event. And that's when yeah. Kiss Me was born. Mm -hmm. On February 3rd, 2010, they released their first full album, which was called Only One. And the single is titled Bingle Bingle or Round and Round. This song is also written by the Brave Brothers, or excuse me, by Brave Brothers, it's because it's guy. one person. <laughs> it's one person. The album sold 27,000 copies and had over a million downloads and went to number 13 on the Gown Digital Singles Chart. The album itself reached number two on the weekly album chart, uh, which was the, which will be their highest charting album in Korea. It also went to number two in the Philippines. And in March, they did three small shows in Manila and appeared on several Philippine TV shows. So like we said, they put a lot of effort into their overseas promotions. Um, they sold 5,000 album copies during these Philippine events or events in the Philippines and set a record for it. Uh, the 14 track album included six remakes mixes of previous songs and two instrumental versions so a little bit of a like almost like a compilation album plus extra new tracks mm -hmm. the music video is tribal tattoo themed <laughs> there are tattoos on the walls of the sets and also on all of the members um, it's a box video with like spinning tunnels and gold honeycomb motifs and is just very very second gen uh -huh. a lot of the choreo is like done in a circle where like the members are standing in a circle and like facing out and they just do like sweepy arms <laughs> and, like, and then they do the little like super junior like hip or like hands crossed like doing your little circle um it's very funny they're again wearing like heavy eyeliner one of them has like this like crazy like sparkly thing like on just one of his eyes and then like drama bangs the over the bangs other half are of his so face. asymmetrical and covering all of their eyes so like <laughs> anime bangs across the board everybody's got wild hair nobody escapes it lots of leather and furs and shoulder epaulets um they're either in all white or all black for the stages very color coordinated um and the lyrics are perhaps still about the girl from the last song <laughs> they that seem like they're their still lives. upset at that girl <laughs> the lyrics say now that you have left me only you are living well what kind of situation is this i'm really exhausted not even a phone call from you you are bad my head goes round and round uh also the newest member kisop appears to have literally zero lines in this song he's just there <laughs> as a backup yeah. dancer to round out the seven uh and they promoted a b-side called in english what or nothing um and we included that one in the playlist as well as the previously mentioned b-side okay on February 9th, 2010, there was a very, very big rumor that Soo Hyun, the leader, and 2AM Joe Kwan were dating. 
gasp because somehow homosexual dating rumor. Yes, because somehow private messages between the two of them had been leaked in basically like a giant PDF of them all like pasted in there and they were sent between 2005 and 2008 and they're I don't know how they were revealed but they are just like very lovey-dovey I miss you I love you you're the coolest will you be at the music show today Mm -hmm. but they're all contextless because it's like the rest of the conversation is missing and just all the texts where they said I love you all got like pasted into a pdf but that's like if you looked up like if you exposed like Timine and Kai's like chats, I bet it's full of that <laughs> shit too. Like these people have been friends for so long. Whatever. So both guys publicly stated that the rumors were untrue, but they understood how the messages were quote a little much. Um, and Suhyun said that Joe Kwan told him we should break up as friends, but like he meant it as a joke. And he thanked Joe Kwan publicly for making his name appear in the search results because <laughs> they had never been uh, famous for anything. So he yep. was like, I'll take this scandal. Got my name out there. <laughs> no such thing as bad press. Right. But I thought that was interesting because I feel like um, while there is definitely a lot of homosexual shipping in fandoms, mm, I feel very like rarely making the actual news rumor. Is very yeah, rare. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then in on June 14th of the same year, 2010, they held their first concert, which was titled First Kiss Tour in Manila. It was held at the Araneta Coliseum, which has a 9,000 seat concert capacity. And this was their first concert of any kind and was later released on DVD. In October of 2010, on the 4th, they released their fourth mini album called Break Time. And the single is called Shut Up with two exclamation marks. Oops, immediately proved wrong about the naked thing. It's pretty much only this one. Yeah. (laughs) So this song was written by Mordney. And the album debuted at three on the gown album chart and went to 70 on the digital singles and sold 20,000 physical copies. The music video has them in like gritty alleyways, really, really touching up on a bunch of not Korean girls. Um, There's ab flashing, but also some straight up shirtlessness Mm -hmm. where they're just like sitting in a room, like on like boxes and like, like some of them are wearing shirts and then some of them are just like in only pants. And like, then there's this whole thing where like they're wearing all black and like everybody's got their guns out because they like only have vests, but somebody's wearing a vest vest that only covers the nipple covers. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like all chest. (laughs) Uh, There's also, like, motorcycles, and some of them have, like, cuts on their face for some reason. One of the girls, there's a whole motif where one of the girls has lies written in French on her thigh. And then you see one of the, presumably one of the members naked back, and it says, as if nothing happened in French on his back. So, like, drama. Drama. And YouTube flagged this music video as inappropriate for minors. Even though most of the members are minors. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. They have enough. We'll we'll come back to their scandals. Yeah. Scandalous music videos. 
Um, the styling for this one was like suits again, but they were kind of more normal suits with like ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like wearing a full shirt underneath Blue silk it. or white. And some of them have like really tiny vests that can't quite be described as clothes. Yeah, titty covers. There's someone in our Discord uh, has coined, I don't know if they coined it or if they just use it, but they use the term nert, which means not a shirt. <laughs> Yes. Okay. They're definitely wearing a lot of nerds here. <laughs> um, and the lyrics are again, still really mad at a girl. And I wonder how long this theme will prevail is my note. Uh, it seems to be pretty pervasive in their discography. Uh, Dong Ho's line in the chorus, which I'll explain why it's funny, uh, is Opa really hates you. Opa doesn't want to hear your words, which is very funny because again, Dong Ho is the youngest one. Yeah. He's probably 16 <laughs> at this time. So him like calling himself Opa is very funny yeah. to me. Um, and there's also a funny, I think it's Eli says, girl, you're pissing me off in one of his, <laughs> in one of his raps. I like how Eli will throw in the like PG Hella. curses. Hell yeah. <laughs> pissing me off. Like just towing that line. Um, and something that I do enjoy about this is if you heard in that clip in the chorus, there's these like little like, like shuddery noises and they do like a ripply, like choreo, like it like goes through all of them when those like sounds happen. And I think that's kind of fun. Very cool. Okay. November 9th, 2010. There's a rumor. Fans are suspecting that Eli is in a relationship because he's wearing what appears to be a couple ring, but he posts on Twitter Everyone, don't go crazy. The ring on my finger was a gift from my grandmother on her 80th birthday. Parentheses, this is a lie. <laughs> we'll get into that later. No, from the future. <laughs> this was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> then on December 6th and 10th in 2010, they had another concert. This one was titled First Kiss Live in Tokyo and Osaka. So this coincided with their first Japanese compilation album release titled First Kiss, which went to number two on the Oricon Daily Chart the day it came out. On January 11th, 2011, a press statement is put out saying that Yukis is going to make an American debut. Quote, NH Media announced that because of the members' language fluency and various cultural backgrounds, they are beginning plans for their United States debut. Kevin, Alexander, and Eli speak fluent English and appear on the English-language K-pop show Pops and Soul. Dong Ho is fluent in Mandarin and Kibum speaks Japanese, so it makes sense for the group to debut overseas. Their new album is set to be completed in February and will feature ballads and NH Media's American production team has already created choreography videos for the group you kiss will be debuting after finishing korean promotions along with their korean comeback however in february instead of this album coming out it is announced that xander and kibam are getting kicked out of you kiss womp, womp. reports at the time state that alexander is leaving for personal reasons and he wishes to go to college and that kibam will be starting a company with his brother from double s 501 but the U.S. debut will be canceled. Mm. Um, the Omona they didn't comments from this news release are mean. <laughs> Some people were like pretty shocked and very distraught, um, but mostly people only cared about Xander leaving. Mm. The like consensus in the comments is that quote nobody cares about Kibum. <laughs> 
And so he seemed like an afterthought in the news. Like people were like, That's no, sad. Xander's my favorite. But like nobody, nobody was to sad really about, care about Kibum. Oh, bummer. But in 2020, Xander went on Jakey Out's YouTube channel and he said that he was essentially kicked out of the group for not being Korean and like not being popular enough like they wanted it to be a korean group and he wasn't korean and so he says they kicked him out that's interesting and gives me a lot of questions if only because that statement directly contradicts the company's statement of like they're international so we want to celebrate the fact that they're multicultural and like everybody like they speak english they speak mandarin japanese etc so then to be like, well, I wasn't Jap- I wasn't Korean, so they kicked me out is like, really? Is that really what happened? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, Xander. I don't know. Um, but the two members will be replaced with AJ and Hoon. And as stated previously, AJ was a member of another NH media company called Padan. And I think they essentially disbanded Padan and put mm-hmm. AJ in Yukis. Yeah. And also, Suhyun was officially named the leader around this time. Mm. I imagine that in the turmoil, they were like, someone should be in charge. Yeah. 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 And so they're going to, but they're, that means that they're going to stay seven members. We're just, we're losing two and we're and added adding two more. two more. So after this, Kerfuffle on March 30th, 2011, they released their fifth EP called Bran, B R A N, no D, Bran New Kiss. And the single was called 0330 0330. I don't know. <laughs> This song was also written by Mordney with lyrics by brand new member AJ. It reached number two on the Gown album chart with 20,000 physical albums and 675,000 downloads made it number 27 on the singles chart. The music video is mostly about Dongho, who is a student who likes another girl, or who likes a girl, another girl. He does look very feminine in this music video, but he likes a girl and the other members seem like disappointed about the fact that he likes her and then you learn throughout the music video that actually this girl is dead so they're sad because he's pretending to play piano with her so a lot of it like happens and it's like rainy outside and they're like sitting in like a wood paneled like old house and there's like piano alone in the woods and like Singing and dancing in a sunlit brick room, wearing vests and like very 2011 jackets. It's like cool guy winter wear is the styling (laughs) of this. There's long color blocked coats with tails and like vests, a couple of tank tops every once in a while because you got to get the guns out. But again, just like super 2011. Um, They're all wearing like short pants and argyle socks on the album cover and they look Bibis. Yeah, when I saw Bibis. this album cover on Spotify, I assumed it was the debut album because they look so young on this album cover. Like yeah. they're styled very childishly. Yeah, which seems like an odd choice after the previous two titles, which were very much that like cool leather, heavy makeup vibe mm-hmm. to then go back to the boys next door interesting trajectory um but we have discussed these lyrics before because this is the unforgettable don't deny our r squared pi so we talked about this in our english rap game (laughs) episode aj explains 
because he wrote these lyrics that quote our squared pie is the circle that we're inside together the place where we are like the memories that we made. So don't deny our R squared pie is like, don't deny our circle, our hidden circle we made together. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but that is the explanation. And those are the lyrics. And there's also like some weird line where it must be Eli who says something like, why did I start this love story? Or like something <laughs> strange like that. I don't know. It's anyway, the Japanese ver a Japanese version of this album was released in August and debuted at number five on the Oricon chart, eventually peaking at number three. So again, doing a little better overseas than they did at home. Um, but the album was also separately released in Thailand, Taiwan and the Philippines in September. Also in September on the first September 1st, 2011. That's where we're at. They released their second full album, which is called Neverland. And the first single is called Someday. So this song was written by Ryan June, Misfit, Denzel Remedios, and Carrie Cox. And the single got 1.6 million downloads. There is no music video for this song. It was released as like a pre-album track back in August. And when they did it on stage, it was just a sit on stools and sing ballad. Mm -hmm. And they wore like more vests and coats on stage. But the second single is the one that is more remembered from this era. And it is called Neverland. This song was also written by Ryan June, Misfit, Adam Capit, and JD Relic. And it went to 37. The album went to 37 on the album chart and got 6.1 million downloads and was number four on the Billboard World. First time they showed up on one of those. Um, the music video is, I believe, the one we watched when we got them in the random yeah. game whenever that happened. It is a box video where they're wearing, like, chainmail vests, but it's snowing. Yeah, and so they're wearing, like, chainmail, like, tank tops over black tank tops yes. in the snow. But also they wear, like, white outfits in, like, a kind of shallow pool of water and then, like, black Western Ken shirts in a freezer, like there's pipes and icicles hanging from the ceiling like they're in a freezer. Um, and yeah, so many vests and fringy Western shirts cut into vests. Just a lot of arms. A lot of vests, a lot of arms. And we're back to the heavy makeup, super stylized hair, drama, bangs. drama looks. Um, the lyrics to this one are very straightforward, like, we stay forever young, and everything is, is as real as you believe it must be. This is Neverland. And there's a lot of references to the DJ and Let's Party On. So it's one yeah, of those. Yeah, and the choreo kind of goes back into the, like step team vibes of like a lot of arms and like it goes to the like eh, 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 whatever yeah. like it just is very um choppy let's yes say. next on the timeline is february 29th 2012 that they released their first japanese album called a shared dream and the single was called tic tac <laughs> Tic 
This song was leaked back in November of 2011. So Yukis officially debuted the song on Japanese TV back in December of 2011, but didn't release the full album till February. Um, and they promoted two other singles in Japan. And the album also included Japanese versions of Man Man Hani, Bingle Bingle, and Shut Up. Then from March 2nd to the 25th of 2012, they went on tour titled You Kiss First Japan Live Tour 2012. Um, so they did previously perform in Japan after they released their first compilation album, but now this is a tour that's like, this is especially a specifically Japanese album with brand new, only Japanese songs. So we're going on tour for this album. Yes. Uh, April 25th, 2012, back to Korea for a sixth mini album called Dora Dora, and the single is also called Dora Dora, and that means turnaround. This was written by Kim Hyun Sok, Brian Kim, with lyrics by Ho In Chang. And it went to 73 on the Gaon singles chart, four on Billboard World singles, and the album itself went to 12 on Billboard World. It actually, this was like a weird uh, little note in their Wikipedia that it beat out Fantastic Baby for the number one spot on a German YouTube Asian music chart. Wild. Very specific chart, but yeah. <laughs> needed to be noted because they beat Big Bang. Yeah. Um, the music video is also mostly box sets and the members are like laying around sadly in like a concrete bedroom, but like some of them are like laying on the walls and on the ceiling. Yeah. Like it's like, the it feel, it feels like a little bit more money is being put into this music video. Cause we have like more than just two sets. The choreo has some very cool foot sh foot shuffles, but also some very deep body rolls that are so yeah. deep. And Kisop keeps lifting his shirt up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like do like <laughs> while they're doing body rolls, they're like feeling themselves up during it. So it's a little like sexy without revealing any skin. Uh, the styling for this one, there's like white tees with spray painted jeans, but also like white and black suit ish. Luke's with varied pants and like really patterned collars, really big necklaces, like very 2012 boy K-pop styling, yeah, to be absolutely. honest. Uh, the lyrics for this one are turn around and leave. Just shut up and let me go. I'm getting dizzy. Stop it. What more do you want from me? Yeah, this, they're a very much like breakup song group. Yeah. I feel like almost every single one of their titles is like a you hurt me and you're terrible <laughs> yeah. kind of vibe. Uh, on May 12th, 2012, they became, like we said at the beginning, the first Asian group to perform in Colombia at the uh, radio show that they put on. And afterwards, the official UKIS South American fan club was launched. Then the next month on June 5th, they released a special album called The Special to Kiss Me. This started with a pre-release single called Te Amo. This song was re written by Bitamin, uh, and it has a very distinct like saxophone 
hook with a what what is this quote from i think Just it a came with the album the, like when they released right. the album i think it's this a company how statement they, like, promoted it it says the powerful and refreshing sound of the saxophone creates an exquisite harmony making you feel as if you are at a hot club in south america which is kind of funny because like south if i think of like latin pop and like latin club music saxophone probably isn't the instrument that comes to mind but it does kind of work in the song yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there are a couple of spanish lyrics mostly just the word amor or te amo or tu beso um, but the main single off of this special album was called believe song was written by AJ and Dong Ne Hyung. Uh, it went to number seven on the Gaon Weekly chart and 14 on the Billboard World. And the music video is mostly just them dancing in a tunnel and then singing in this like quote unquote house that is set up in this rusty warehouse looking thing. Um, and they're all wearing very similar outfits like light colored pants, t-shirts with blazers and nice boots. And it's funny to like watch all of these music videos one right after the other because they must have had like the same choreographer the whole time yeah. because the choreo to each song is so they have such a distinctive choreography style and like this you can just notice like they're doing like some of the moves that are in other songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of the same kind of like foot shuffles and like slidey arms. And there's uh -huh. a lot of really big body rolls in the, I do believe you, you or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. they're just like body rolling into the camera. Um, and the lyrics are, why don't you know how I feel? I only look at you. I believe in you. And the album claims to be the first ever album for fans, like a fan song, but a whole album. Cause like we said, this was a special release, but it did have, it wasn't a compilation. It had like brand new tracks on it. On July 29th, 2012, it was announced that AJ will be going on hiatus. They made this announcement during a Japanese tour date that AJ had been accepted to Columbia University and will be going on hiatus through 2013 and will not participate in upcoming promotions or albums in order to focus on his studies, mm -hmm. which people were very sad about because yes. they liked AJ. But very good school to go to. Then on September 14th, 2012, UKIS was awarded a special Hallyu Achievement Award from the Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism for their contributions to the Hallyu Wave abroad. On September 20th, 2012, they released their seventh mini album called Stop Girl, and the single is called Stop Girl. This song was written by Swin, Ryan June, JD Relic, and Antoine Frost, and it appears to have peaked at 15 on the Mnet Weekly Singles Chart and 14 on the Billboard World. And the album also included an English version of this song, two tracks, Time to Go, and Sexy Baby featured AJ despite him being on hiatus mm -hmm. for yeah. this comeback. So they'd clearly started recording before he left. The music video is like a chess themed box video. There's like, you know, giant chess pieces and black mm -hmm. and white floors. And there's girl dancers doing like 
very tough boy choreo in really high high heels yeah because they're doing like <laughs> like it's like the seven boys in a little like triangle in the front or in the middle and then like three or four like dancers on either side doing the exact same moves that the boys are doing which is all of their typical like slidey like shuffly footwork and the girls are wearing like stilettos but yeah. they have to do it always having the harder side of things <laughs> Um, and the most noticeable part of this music video is that Dongho has what appears to be a half bob, but like uh, only just on one the side. Hat. And it's only when he has a hat on, and it's the hat is like a f Confederate soldier cap yeah. with like gold fringe on it, mm -hmm. and then this big long bang. But then in other scenes, his hair is just like pushed back normally. Yeah. So like wig, 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 hat? wig hat, another wig hat. Not sure. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but the styling was otherwise like black and white or like a very pretty like royal blue patterned suit um, with like sleeveless dress shirts and big necklaces and so much eyeliner. Their eyeliner is like an inch thick in this yeah. music video. Heavy, heavy. Uh, the lyrics to this one are about being stuck in a dead end relationship. They say, stop girl in the name of love. I know this isn't, a, I know this isn't a dream. I know your love isn't real. Stop with this relationship. We only call each other at night out of obligation. Sometimes you come on TV watching you laugh as if nothing is wrong. Makes me want to throw up. Yeah. I had to, I couldn't <laughs> like pare down those lyrics cause they're so fucking dramatic. <laughs> and also the line about like seeing you on TV and pretending that you're fine is like this is very specific like yeah. who is this about because this doesn't seem imaginary yeah um but yeah i don't know i noticed that they they did release an english version of this song and it has like it's not just a straight translation it's kind of a different like girl you're messing around and i'm leaving you kind mm. of kind of situation on March 7th, 2013 so we got a little bit of a break in between their comebacks here also to be fair I was so tired and couldn't write anything else down. And there's so much here that I just started straight up skipping Japanese stuff. Yeah. So just like know for a fact that like if they're not promoting in Korea, they were doing stuff in Japan. They were yeah. always doing stuff in Japan, mm -hmm. but I did not have the energy or time to write it all down. Yeah. So and honestly, like sometimes in Japan, like we only really started noting Japanese stuff because of Boa. Um, and like, and all the other deep dives we did we before, say, we we're just it. like, skip it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we said at the beginning, a Japanese music company invested heavily in Yukis. So if there's a break in the Korean timeline, it's because they're in Japan. So next Korean comeback is March 7th, 2013. They released their third full album, which is called Collage. And the single was titled Standing Still. I love this song. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire, but you keep on standing song was written by Cameron Forbes, Ryan June, David Doman, Sean Kim, and Kim Hyun Song. It went to number one on the Hanteo real-time charts, number two on Gaon, and number 12 on Billboard World. The album included three solos and duets. There was a track called My Reason, which was a Kevin solo, Party All the Time, which was an Eli and AJ duet, More Painful Than Pain, which is a Soo Hyun and Hoon 
duet, then nine tracks plus an intro and two instrumentals. So this was like quite the variety pack of an album. The music video is a box video in a smoky warehouse with a wet floor and then chain link fence pieces everywhere. And it like cuts between them like dancing in their like super stylized outfits with their super stylized hair. And then like a girl looking sad, like behind the fence. Um, There's burning trash cans and like street signs. And uh, sometimes you see like other ladies in the water with like super green eyes. They have like crazy green contacts. Like, like, yeah, I don't know. Just standing in a big like waist or something. Like, I don't know what's happening. Um, but the styling for this music video or comeback was leather, patterned pants, studded jackets and vests, like really fancy suits, kind of. Like they look a bit formal, like they're dressed up, they could go to an award show, but they're not matching in any way. And there's colors and accessories and like it's loud. They're wearing, again, a lot of eyeliner and like I said, super stylized hair, but it's like wavy or like deeply parted to the side. And then AJ has like the most unforgivable bowl cut. He looks like the aliens in Galaxy Quest. It's just like straight little like Spock bangs, but like, like right all across the, all way, the around way around in a perfect like a little like Franciscan bowl. monk that it's like didn't cut out the top part of so it. So bad. Yeah. And then like one of them has like fluffy <laughs> hair that is sometimes pulled into a ponytail and like sometimes let down. And then like one of them has like pink hair with an eyebrow like a fake eyebrow piercing Kevin yeah so they're having fun with the styling in this one for sure the lyrics of this are about ending a toxic relationship so it says because I'm on fire but you keep standing still I'm burning down but you keep standing still I'm burning all of your traces that remaining me burn it down even the last tears so again very breakup song that's their vibe uh there's this little like side steppy move in the chorus that is honestly quite funny like I said they use very similar choreography in all of their stuff and it always includes this little like kick step and slide Mm -hmm. thing that they do in like every chorus um but the song is very fun I love this song yeah the like last cup I love so many of these songs and honestly I feel like maybe the reason why I like never got into you kiss is like, I feel like the visuals and the choreo don't do it for me. But when you just listen to these albums, all of the songs are like so good. (laughs) And so I just kind of feel like, Oh, how did I never like stumble into this? Yeah. And I, this song is so good. Um, But also I was confused because AJ is back already. Yeah. His hiatus was strange because it was on and off and it was like, yeah, exactly. It was almost like he came back for like spring spring break break and then recorded something and then went back and like, yeah, he doesn't just straight up leave for four straight years in order to go to college. He like comes in and out. So for whatever reason, there are seven people in this. Then on March 22nd, so a couple weeks later, they performed at a Formula One event in Malaysia with two anyone, the Backstreet Boys, and Demi Lovato, which I just thought was such an odd lineup that I had to write it down. Absolutely. And the next month, uh, in April of 2013, they debuted a subunit called U-Beat. It was originally billed as a trio with the three English-speaking members, Eli, AJ, and Kevin. But then after their debut, they were described by the company as a rap duo, Eli and AJ, featuring Kevin. And they released the single called Should Have Treated You Better. This song 
song is written by Brave Brothers, and it's like a slow R&B breakup song wishing they could have done better for their ex. Um, But from everything that I could see about this release, fans seemed really disappointed with it overall. There was an opinion article on Soompi from the time that called it more of a repack of of the album collage than an original release. And fans were also like super disappointed in the way that uh, Kevin was included in it because it was like originally it was supposed to be a trio and then they said no it's just a duo plus Kevin but like Kevin sings like 80% of the song yeah, and then it's the mostly a Kevin the rap. song yeah they do the rap yeah and then like the the album cover is like like they did originally release all these promo photos that like Kevin was clearly there for the photo shoot but the album cover is a photo of Eli and AJ and then this like super badly photoshopped like cut out like not even sitting on the same level like Kevin is just there (laughs) and it's so odd like it was just all very weird and seemed super unorganized don't know what was happening there in June 2013 they went on an on a Latin America tour which I'm pretty sure we spoke about in our K-pop in Latin America episode they went to Peru Colombia and Mexico and they were the second Korean artist to have a solo concert in Mexico after Junsu from TVX TVXQ slash JYJ the Mexico show was sold out with fans crowding outside the venue to just sing along in the street mm-hmm. Um, and they performed a Spanish version of Dear My Friend while on this tour. Yeah. Then on July 24th, 2013, they released their second Japanese album called Inside of Me with the title track of the same name. It had 13 tracks, two of which featured AJ and peaked at number eight in Japan. Then uh, to promote that album from July 27th to August 30th, they went on a Japanese tour also titled Inside of Me. This had five cities with one show added in Tokyo because the previous two had sold out. Yeah, they were popular in Japan. Very popular in Japan. October 2013, we got some news, which was that Dongho will be leaving the group due to health and personal issues. The company statement was that Dongho has been with the agency for a long time as a member of UKIS and through that time had difficulties adjusting to life as an entertainer. He expressed his desires to live life as a regular citizen instead of a celebrity. Yeah, so like we said at the beginning, like an interesting example of a group where members left to literally go back to normal life and we're mm-hmm. like, never mind, I don't want to be famous. Like, I'm not leaving to go solo. I just yeah, don't want to do I'm this. I'm just done. <laughs> yeah. um, but in a 2017 interview, Dongho revealed that he had seen a psychiatrist during during his time in UKIS and continued to take sleeping pills and antidepressants and said, quote, if you asked me to return to that lifestyle now, I can't. I would come home every day at three in the morning, sleep for three hours, and the alarm would ring. It was so difficult. I don't have happy memories of that lifestyle. Which is so fair. He was 14 when they debuted. And, like, that's so rough. Like, if you don't actually have, like... I mean, even if you do have a passion for singing and performing, I feel like sometimes that's just not enough. Like, it's a miracle that artists like Timin and Hyanna are, like, still performing after debuting so young. Like, yeah. I feel like this is so fucking real. Like, right. Dong was so real for this. He missed his, whole, he missed his whole childhood Yeah, or and to like, just be like, dude, I still take sleeping pills because that fucked up my sleep, my sleep schedule so bad. I never even thought about that, though, of, like, how having such a terrible sleep schedule as a teenager must have such long lasting repercussions. Yeah. Forever. 
Uh, yeah, that's probably why all these idols are like live streaming at three in the morning because they can't fucking sleep. Anyway. <laughs> October 30th, 2013, they released their eighth Korean mini album called Moments, and the single is called She's Mine. This song was written by Brave Brothers, so we're back. It's been a minute since yeah. we've had some Brave... Well, I guess he did the U beat, but whatever uh also war of the stars miss lee maboos of electric boys and cha kyun uh so there's only six members in this comeback mm -hmm. and the album peaked at three on the gown weekly album chart and boasted a new sound with a mix of r&b and hip-hop so i don't know if it's like really a new sound it's i feel not like this different. fits like it's not else. different from anything that they put out but that's what the company said they were like we're coming back with something new and then they just put out the same shit they always did <laughs> i also really like this song but the music video is like it's a black and white music video but like some of the stuff is colored mm. mostly they're all wearing like loafers that are very yeah. odd colors yeah like and i don't know if they actually were yellow loafers yeah. or if they just painted them that way um but it's like a box music video there's like a rolls royce in a white room and like a bunch of like dog statues that are like gold and chrome and there's girls shaking ass next to motorcycles yeah. and aj has like fake cornrows and a bandana in mm -hmm. some of the scenes and then in other scenes his hair is just like tall yeah um and then when they did like stages and stuff it was just like suits with fingerless gloves um Kisop, again has an asymmetrical like crop top luke in the music video that's showing most of his torso because mm -hmm. that's what he does um and the lyrics are like don't even look at my girl she's a babe and she's mine <laughs> they so, say so she's mine message. stop stealing glances at her she's too good for you no matter how much you hit on her nothing will change she's mine <laughs> and there is an eli rap i believe maybe it's aj i can't remember but one of them ends their rap with even if David Beckham comes, it won't work. So go away. Not even Beckham can steal my girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also put in the playlist, instead of a music show stage, I put a dance practice version for this because that was still a relatively new concept at this time. And so I was yeah. like, oh, a really old dance practice. Put that in there. Fun. Um, on December 9th, 2013, there was some news, which was that Hoon crashed Soohyun's car in Gangnam in front of the Coex Mall. Nobody got hurt. Like, it was okay. It was just like a fender bender. But I just thought that was an interesting headline of yeah. like, he crashed someone else's car. Like, uncool, bro. Uncool, dude. <laughs> uncool. In January of 2014, they went on a U.S. tour with stops in New York, uh, in New York City, San Francisco, and L.A., and they also appeared on Good Morning America while in the States. Then on March 19th, 2014, they put out their third Japanese album titled Memories with a single of the same name, went to number 15 in Japan, and has 13 tracks, including Japanese versions of their Korean releases Standing Still and Someday. 
And then on May 15th of 2014, NH Media introduced the new member June through official Korean website in order to replace AJ. Yes, and this was a bit of a kerfuffle we will find out in later years that like AJ did not want to leave. Mm -hmm. He was just, you know, going to his Ivy League school and that that was important to him. But it seems like the company was tired of working around his schedule. And so they just replaced him. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because like we've talked before about how like seven is such a good number for the group. And maybe they were just like, we have to keep this seven. But now they're six because Dongho is gone. Oh, you're right. So they were like, we can't keep going. Mm, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Weird decisions. But now it's time to get into probably the most um, interesting comeback that they ever did, at least the most scandalous one. Yes. And this is the one that I, this is the one I knew. This is what I knew before. (laughs) So on June 2nd, 2014, they released their ninth mini album, which is called Mono Scandal. And the single is titled Quit Playing. So, Quit Playing was written by Double Sidekick, Park Jiki, and David Kim. And the music video has a 19 plus rating mm-hmm. and became the first boy band to be temporarily banned from broadcast for inappropriate choreography. So, they had to change it for music shows because the music video choreo has all female backup dancers and like a lot of very scandalous partner dancing and in the video the girls are wearing like red hot pants and striped shirts they look like spica mm-hmm. which a lot of people yep. said when it came out they were like the girls are dressed like spica yeah um and there's one music show where they did perform the original choreography with the girls in these outfits and then when they they so like i saw like a side by side so that i could write down like exactly what they changed and then after they changed it like the girls start they they don't wear the hot pants anymore they wear like knee-length dresses with thigh slits or whatever they're like way more covered up but the main problem is that there is a butt smack mm. in the choreo- in the chorus choreography. Um, and then a part where the girls get on the floor and like spread their legs in front, in front. of Yeah, that's the like how members. it ends. Like the main thing is like this super slutty thing. And there's a ton of just general touching. We'll get in to the that. Music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not just in the music video, but in the original choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where the girls do, like for example, there's this part where the girls do like a sort of half bend over body roll, stick your butt out. And in the original choreography, the guys are holding them around their waist and the girls do that in to their groin yeah and then when they changed it they're not touching and the girls are like standing in front of them while they do it instead so like very subtle little like okay well we'll just still do that move but not be touching anymore there is one very funny moment in the choreo in the music video i don't know if other people have ever noticed this but i think it's like one of the last choruses there Suhyun is in the middle and he does the butt smack and then the girl like turns because they butt smack and then the girls turn yeah. and walk their hands up their chest and he smacks the girl's butt and then when she turns around his eyes get like weirdly wide like <laughs> like, like he had a moment of panic like for just a second and then like keeps singing and it so I, was funny. very funny to me but okay some fans were very unhappy with this um and like denounced the group and said they were leaving the fandom one of their icks included that new member june was only 17 
The rest of them are 10 years older than that. Mm -hmm. But he was only 17, although he is not involved in any of the very sexual scenes in the music video. He is just sitting in a car with some girls and they don't touch him. And like, so, but really weird concept to like add an incredibly young member and then do a concept like this feels like a strange choice. Yeah. Um, And some people thought that the whole thing was a little too overt and felt kind of forced because it is a it's gratuitous yeah this is one of those music videos that i'm like oh this earns it's 19 and up rating like i was sh- i remember knowing about this music video okay it came out in 2014 so i was already listening to k-pop i don't know if i had like i don't know why i art this was the you kiss thing i that knew, you already about, knew about but this is the you kiss thing i knew about and i remember like in 2014 being fucking scandalized and then re-watching it a couple weeks ago now in 2023 i was again fucking scandalized because this music video is so goddamn slutty yes but there were plenty of people in the fandom who loved it ate it up thought it was so hot was very excited about it and thought that maybe this would finally get them the attention to get that music show in. Spoiler alert. It did not. (laughs) Um, And Kevin personally apologized for this comeback. He's the super religious one. No, Alexander was the super religious one. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I was like, okay, fair. Take it back. But Kevin apologized on his Twitter and said that the behavior depicted in the music video was against his morals and that he spoke on his inner conflict as a K-pop artist who does not have creative freedom to choose concepts. Yeah. So, like, this is not what he would have chosen, but he doesn't get a choice. Yeah, which is fair because, like, basically the whole vibe of the music video is not taking no for an answer. So it's like, there's a lot of ick yeah, yeah, to yeah. be had. The album debuted at number three on the Weekly Gown and 14 at the Billboard World, and the single itself only got to 111 on the singles chart. Yikes. And this music video is capital S slutty. The opening shot is a girl in her underpants, mm-hmm. like sliding her clothes back on. And then it immediately cuts to Hoon and Kisop completely shirtless, having a threesome with this girl. Yeah. Real kissing, real touching. She's making out with one of the members. And then the other one comes up behind her because they're in a fucking threesome. <laughs> wild it's wild wild most of the music video is in like a club or an alley or like this weird warehouse space the ladies are like all up on them there's so much kissing so much shirtlessness the like choreo is very 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 sexy but close-ups just so much and the end of the music video the tag on the music video is eli laying in bed smoking a cigarette yeah 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 (laughs) and i will say like i said like the theme of the music video is not really taking no for an answer because there are so many scenes in the club where like the girl that they end up having a threesome with is like dancing with them on the floor but she's saying like no, no she's thing. like pushing she's them like away. away or like they're like trying to whisper her in her ear and she's like haha no and then there's like another girl who gets like she's like walking away and gets like grabbed and pushed up against the wall by one of the guys and like so it's very aggressive mm-hmm. and totally understand why fans were super divided on this concept. Yeah. Because the lyrics are also essentially calling the woman a tease and like yeah. 
saying stop it and quit playing like it's quit playing because they're like you're messing with you're messing with my mind is what they Mm -hmm. say in the chorus um they even say men are simple and i'm bewitched and falling for your fatal charm yeah so it's i don't know it's a little like the blurred lines yeah a little bit of like same year actually i think interesting that was just the theme of 2014 is non-consent and slut shaming but also I thought that it's interesting that this album title therein makes it pretty difficult to find You Kiss Scandals. So I see what they did there. Mm, maybe they did that on purpose. Maybe. They knew what Eli was getting into yes, on the side. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then in June, on June 11th, uh, so just like a week or two after this was released in 2014, we had a very surprising post on AJ's personal Twitter where he just posted like a picture of his arm that had like an IV and he's clearly like wearing a hospital gown. And the tweet said, quote, after the heart surgery, I am in recovery. And fans and members were both shocked, like seemingly neither of them had any previous knowledge of the surgery or the health condition. And members were just like expressing concern in replies with like some of them just saying like, get better and like, get well soon or whatever. And Suhyun just straight up said, what is this? What's wrong? So like, he just posted that out of nowhere. And there was literally no information about how long his recovery took why he was hospitalized like even years later the only thing you can find on it is the original tweet and the shocked response immediately surrounding it wild but then on july 16th uh they started another japanese tour that lasted until september 12th this was called you kiss japan live tour 2014 they went to 12 cities and had about 120,000 attendees Uh, And followed it up almost immediately afterward from September 21st to the 28th. They had a European tour called Scandal. But this only had three shows in Moscow, London, and Paris. November 2nd, 2014. We have a funny rumor. This is the Eli's mom's bra scandal, as it's colloquially known in like AJ, Asian junkie comment sections. But Eli posted a picture of his cat on Instagram and like the cat's like, you know, laying on its back looking like a cute little cat. But then right behind the cat, there is a bra on the bed, like a bra on the bed. And everyone was like, what is this? And then Eli posted, this is a real quote. Oh shit, accidentally, accidentally is spelled wrong, posted my mom's bra on Instagram. Oops. This is the second time he's thrown a member of the family under, under the, the bus, bus for his own fucking shit. Yes. God damn it, Eli. Get it together. We will come back to, to this that very soon. in a minute. Then on the timeline, we've got January 23rd, 2015. They released their 10th EP titled Always with the single Playground. Who does have Young's mouth? This is a important. Yeah, it helps. Yes. Me put my finger on why I feel like I know him. <laughs> <laughs> this song was written by a producer whose English name is Boy Flight, and his Korean name means juvenile delinquency. Yeah, Sonyo Bihang 
which like literally translates to boy flight, but it is like the term for juvenile delinquency in Korea. Yeah. Like boy flight. <laughs> the boys, they're flying they're into flying trouble. into delinquency. <laughs> Uh, but this is where we get our little asterisk on the music show wins because they did win uh, the SBS, the show's China Choice Award during a Lunar New Year special. This is the only technical music show win of their career, but because it was a special and it's a China Choice Award, they're not just like winning the entire show on a regular like weekly music show performance Technically, they don't have any regular music show wins. And I watched the, the video of them winning the trophy, and one of them straight up says, did they just give us this because we're the hosts this week? <laughs> Maybe. Soohyun blows past that to, like, keep talking about the trophy, but, like, they were skeptical about yeah. this award, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this album debuted at number three on the weekly album chart. Uh, and the music video is just like a green wash over the entire thing of them being like sad boys in sad tubs and sad houses and like sad swing sets. And they're just like sitting around in nice little button ups looking sad. Um, and they have absolutely wild patterned matching suits with like, like I said, nice boy collared shirts and like sweaters for all of their emo scenes of being sad in this sad house. Uh, and the lyrics again are just like a baby please come back song that says drip, 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 tears fall on my heart, just like your ice cream dripping. On nights I was endlessly worrying you're the one who held on to me. Uh, so again, breakup songs, that's their vibe. On March 18th of 2015, a few months later, they released their fourth Japanese album titled Action with a single of the same name. This album had 12 tracks and peaked at number one in Japan, which was their first time reaching the top spot on the Oricon chart. October 16th, 2015, a little bit of news. This was when former member Dong Ho announced that he will be getting married to a non-celebrity in November, and then their son Asher was born the following June. Then, December 5th, 2015, this was one of the very first scandals we ever talked about on this program, which was the revelation that Eli had been married for a year and a half and had a kid on the way. I love it. The secret wife and child in the basement is fucking real. It's real. Like, he's the person who made it the most real. I love it. Um, and his Instagram post said, Hey, everyone. I know you probably already knew I had a girlfriend by the ring on my finger. Surprise! It wasn't my grandma's. What a shock. <laughs> We've been together for five years now and love each other very much. We actually filed for our wedding license June 5th, 2014, and are currently happily married with a baby on the way. My wife is three months pregnant, and by summer of next year, I'm going to be a father. We still haven't had our ceremony yet, but we'll try to have it very soon. I know this might come as a surprise to everyone, but we thought everyone should know. Thank you all for supporting all this time, and I apologize if any of you feel betrayed and understand if you no longer support you, Kiss. Also, by the way, that wasn't my mom's bra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was like one of the main comments on all of the articles about this of people being like, the bra wasn't his mom's. <laughs> because why would his mother's bra be on his bed? That's weird. That's weird. His wife is eventually revealed to be Ji Yeonsu, who was like 
a racing model, which I think essentially means she wore bikinis next to cars. Yeah. And she's 11 years older than him. And I thought it was wild that the statement said they got married on June 5th. That's three days after that super sexy music video came out. So I think she watched that and was like, that's enough. We're locking this down. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy? They were promoting that song and he had just gotten secret married. That's so funny. I know. Maybe he, oh no, never mind. I was like, is, is she the reason they changed the choreo? But no, they got banned from TV. (laughs) That's why. But also, the only reason I know what a racing model is is because of that Tears of Blood scandal. Because oh one God, of the girls was, was a racing too. model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Okay, then on June 7th, 2016, they released their 11th Korean EP called Stalker with a title of the same name. <laughs> The song was written by Ju Chanyang, Max Song, and Stereotypes. The album debuted at number four on the weekly album chart, but the single did not chart on the digital. Uh, the music video is like more dance scenes in another warehouse with chain link fence pieces. It's very dark. Like half of this music video is in shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're just like watching women in dresses lying on the bed or running away, looking over their shoulders. It's very hard to see because it's all in shadow, including a lot of the dance scenes. Um, but the lights are just like flickering on and off the entire time. And at the very end, there's this like vampiric illusion. So like maybe they were vampires the whole time. <laughs> um, but the styling for this is a uh, very matchy, matchy in a way that some of their other outfits are not they've got like black mesh shirts over white t-shirts with black jeans and then like bare ankles and vans and that's like what they're wearing for the main dance scene and then in all the other scenes where they're just like sitting around in a fancy house they're wearing like ripped jeans and leather vests and some of them have guns out and some of them are wearing nice sweaters and the lyrics are exactly what the title implies I'm getting slowly closer like a shadow so you won't notice the moment I'm reflected in your eyes you disappear following the moonlit her chasing after her stalker so stalking a woman that's what we're doing so many wild moves in this choreography, especially the part where they smell their own they, shirts. They, like, lift their own shirts up like they're smelling the inside of their own shirts. Yeah. Like, maybe they maybe they stole the shirt from her. Oh, and, and they, like, like smelling they're smelling it. her. <laughs> but then they turn around and they do this, like, super, like, bogey, like... Make like a make a little square over yeah, their like eye. a little square over their eye, like like a like a Madonna move, but like from the back. It's and kind then, of yeah. cool. And it's like <laughs> looking through your little hand square. So that's Stalker. Yeah. All right. Now we're gonna. That's essentially Stalker is essentially the last Korean comeback. They do put out like another single that I got. No music video. No music shows in 2017. But that was basically the end until now so we're just gonna blow through a catch-up of what happened between then and right now so in march of 2017 kevin left his contract expired and the company apologized for the news and promised a five-member comeback soon that did not 
happen. Um, and an excerpt from Kevin's goodbye letter said, I made the decision to leave the group that I love so much in order to start walking a new path one step at a time. My heart aches because I could not stay with you kiss until the very end. And I know that I will forever miss the times that I had with you kiss. Again, I sincerely apologize to all our fans and thank you as well. Then in September of 2017, this was very bad. Kesop got incredibly injured in an explosion on a music video set. Terrible. So the media reported that Kesop had suffered second degree burns due to an explosion that took place during the music video filming of an upcoming Japanese release called Fly. So there is video of this explosion. I don't recommend looking it up. It's pretty scary. But he was essentially holding one of those smoke tubes, the colored smoke tubes yeah. that everybody uses in music videos. But it blew up in his face. Um, and he had 10 pieces of shrapnel lodged in his body and had to get them all like taken out. And he Yikes. was in the hospital for a while. And it was like very scary and bad. Ugh, and recovering from burns is such a long process. Like, yeah. truly one of the worst injuries you can have. Um, oh, yeah. So December 26, 2017, this is the single Ready For You. Mm -hmm. That was a five-member single. No music video, no stages. Just, like, a released digital single. Yeah. And that's the last Korean activity mm -hmm. for a long while. And I would imagine that this injury, which happened while preparing for a Japanese comeback, is the reason we never got that five-member yeah. Korean comeback. Because, like I said... Recovering from burns takes a really long time. And like that has just got to throw a major wrench into whatever you had originally planned. So definitely threw a curveball in there. December 28th, 2017, Suhyun is off to the military. And then I wrote a bunch of Japanese stuff happens. I have no more energy to lift, list this. Just know that it's true. So that means we have... <laughs> four member comebacks happening in, in Japan. Japan. And then on March 19th and 21st, respectively of 2019, Kisop and Hoon go to the military. So basically all that's left is like June and he is not going to be the group by himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or no, Eli's still there. He doesn't have to go. He's American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, there's one more. So Eli and June are still around. Uh, but they're not going to just promote us too. Right. Because then in May of 2019, Eli and Kesop's contracts expire. So they essentially leave UKIS. So now we just have Hyun Hoon and June left. Mm -hmm. Two of whom are in the military. Then on May 24th, after this happened, a little interesting piece of scandal news, AJ, former member AJ, uh, blames the other members for, quote, blocking his future and aj is the one who went to columbia yes yeah and had like a strange like not really there hiatus yes. until he was replaced just straight just up straight replaced, replaced by june so a fan asked him on instagram uh if he still speaks to the other you kiss members and his response was would you talk to the people who blocked your future so then everyone was really stressed out and like asked him to explain himself and his explanation was this will be the first and last explanation of the truth, which I have painfully kept silent for years. I believe that trust is a very important issue between an employee and a company. If an employee of a company has worked more than a decade and his hard work has been neglected, and if he has realized that his company will, company's will was no longer the same, I think he would have no choice but to choose to leave. I also believe that one's dream is priceless and one's future should be respected. It's his life 
not the others. Then I would like to ask, what was this powerless employee supposed to do if his co-workers irrationally kept him from doing anything for the rest of his contract, even if the employee apologized for resigning and asked for generosity with, cur with courtesy? The employee would have no option but to wait and keep silent to minimize the pain of others because speaking the truth is not always the best policy. So I would appreciate if you could refrain from commenting on the group for those who were hurt by the decision to leave and those who were hurt by the misunderstanding. I am truly sorry. It is not easy for me to speak the truth. So when this came out, the Asian Junkie article was a little confused as to why he seemed to be blaming the members directly yeah. as that seems like a company statement, but it, I wonder if there was something of the company asking the guys, like, do you want to keep AJ around? And they said, no. Yeah. Cause I wonder <laughs> if like, maybe my only thought of that, cause I thought the same thing. Like I also read that Asian junkie article and I was like, yeah, why is he being so like, he's specifically blaming the members as if they were the ones to kick him out. And I wonder if, in order to accommodate his school schedule, like was the company bending over backwards or playing favorites or doing some sort, like pushing things around for the other members in order to make space for this person who is like, you know, dividing his priorities or whatever. And like, did the members say like, hey, enough is enough. We're tired of waiting for this guy. Like if he wants to be in college, then just let him be in college and get somebody else to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but like the members never really responded to this. No. So we don't have a, another side of the story. No. Yeah. Uh, then in October of 2020, JJ, uh, her YouTube show, MMTG, in conjunction with SBS, put on a Guilty Pleasures concert as a Chuseok special. And the point of this concert was for fans to, quote, come out of hiding and celebrate songs that they'd be embarrassed to reveal that they listened to. <laughs> so members from Tiara, Double S501, Teen Top, and Brown Eyed Girls all performed, including Hyun and Kevin as the representatives of UKIS. So this was like a kind of semi-reunion, yeah. like Kevin came back. First thing they've done to represent the first official UKIS activities with only two. <laughs> uh, then in January of 2021, there was a subunit debut, which I use very use loosely because it was Suhyun and Hoon. They put out a song called I Wish that was released jointly in Japanese and Korean by the Japanese company Avex. And I think that subunit is a very strong word because they're basically the only members left. Like yeah. at this point, June was in UNB. Mm -hmm. So like they're the only you kisses. So to say that they're a yeah. subunit is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but this was the first thing that Hoon did after getting out of the Marines. And JJ is in the music video. Adorable. She and Suhyun must be friends. November 10th, 2021, June moves to agency JFlex because his contract with NH had ended earlier in the year. So now officially there are only two you kisses. But in January of 2022, they sign with this new agency, Tango Music, Suhyun and Hoon, and then Kisop comes back to join them at Tango Music, officially reviving you kiss as a three-member group under a new company. Yeah. So... Very recently, in May of this year, it is officially announced that UKIS will be coming back for their 15th anniversary. And the initial teaser images show the three Tango Music members 
with three other empty microphone stands. Mm. So then everybody's like, who will it gonna be? come back? Yeah. Um, and everyone's really unsure because of all the babies and wives and old beef that everybody yeah, yeah, has. Yeah. And like the last statement we got from AJ where he's like blaming all the guys. members. Yeah. So like, who could it be? So half of these guys are dads. Like, what it, what's, what's it going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the official Twitter post on June 1st of this year reveals that the three members joining Suhyun, Hoon, and Kisop will be Alexander from all the way back in the beginning... AJ, shocking, and Eli. The most, Eli, the most scandalous member of the group. AJ, the one who said, fuck those guys. And then Xander, who hasn't been there in like a fucking decade. Yeah. Like, what a, ri- <laughs> did they just draw straws? Like, how did they decide? I can Are tell these you the how. only three? Great. I know how. I love it. So again, we just thought this is very co- shocking for the reasons you just mentioned. Mentioned. Um, and I just think that it's very fun because Xander wasn't even in you kiss with two of these members. So it's like a Kara situation again. And he wrote a nice statement on his Instagram, basically explaining how all of this was working. Like, sorry, like, I'm sure this is very surprise, surprising to everybody. Um, he said that Tango had obtained the legal rights to you kiss and all their music, which is great so that they can keep doing this. Um, and then he also said, quote, yes, you kiss members had so many beefs and drama in the past. And I openly mentioned it, it in interviews, too. But honestly, I personally believe that there were a lot of misunderstandings and gaslighting involved. And we were all young. We came a long way, a rough and tough journey. And all I can say is this is the best we can do. At least I tried really hard. We all did. If I were in my 20s, I would already talk shit and you'll enjoy more you kiss drama. But now I'm in my 30s and I'm even bolder because I have nothing to lose. But no, this is not what I want. What we all want is a meaningful comeback. And this is why it is happening. If anyone wants drama, go watch K-dramas. They're out there like Penthouse and The Glory to fulfill your thirst. Respectfully, this comeback is meant to be a meaningful, joyful, and nostalgic one. Yeah, this world is already miserable enough. Like, <laughs> let's just be happy that we're getting back together. I also love that his statement starts with dearest whoever really cares. <laughs> <laughs> and it says that... The tank that Tango Music wanted them to not post personal statements, and he goes, "Let me just be a rebel for once." <laughs> like, and then in parentheses, "But I'll take it down if you need me to." <laughs> but we learned that essentially this entire comeback project was basically Suhyun's idea. Sure, he's and that the he only like, one who's been there from the beginning. And he really <laughs> wanted it to happen, um, and so he met with Kevin and June and Dong Ho to try to get everybody to join. But Kevin couldn't leave the U.S. Um, this time. I'm assuming that based on Luna still being here, mm. I feel like in order to do Broadway, they probably got nice long visas, assuming that show would go on mm-hmm. and it got taken off Broadway really fast. But like they live here now for whatever yeah. time being. Um, and June is busy with other things. He's on too many dramas and stuff. Dong Ho was initially going to join them and was part of the process for a while and then dropped out, I assume, probably from all of his anxiety. Yeah, I was like, this boy probably just got triggered and like brought all that shit back. And he was like, never mind, I can no longer sleep. Like, I can't do this. But all three of those ones made congratulatory posts on social media and like very publicly expressed sadness for not being able to be there. However, 
Kibum has did not return anybody's calls. Suhyun said they all tried to get a hold of Kibum and he wouldn't talk to them. So wow. they tried. Beefs. <laughs> Beefs. <laughs> so that brings us to June 28th, 2023. UKIS, 15th anniversary UKIS released their 12th mini album called Playlist. And the single is called The Wonderful Escape. And we'll watch that in yeah. just a minute. We'll watch the whole thing. Uh, this song was written by Kang Eden, Wusu, and Soulshine, and it debuted at number 33 on the weekly albums and has sold 7,000 copies so far. Um, and we'll talk about the music video when we watch it, but it's like fresh, fun, summertime, fun times. Right. And the song itself is like very second gen, which I think is really fun of them to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like stick with their yeah, usual Yeah, and it's style. kind of a very interesting thing to look at where it's like, Shiny also just released a 15th anniversary album, but Shiny never stopped doing yeah. anything. So they're still reinventing themselves. Mm -hmm. But like, Yukis hasn't come back in five and a half years. Yeah. So like, they did what the fans are used to them doing, totally. which I think is a smart choice. And like, according to that statement, you know, they wanted this to be a nostalgic comeback. So it totally, and they had such a distinctive second gen style that it totally works that they would be like, no, we're going to do what we always do. And the lyrics are very like hopeful and nice. Like when life is hard and your heart is restless, let's escape. I'm going anywhere where no one will find us. And no matter what anyone says, I'll follow you. Like just nice, wonderful escape. Um, and it is a six, it is a six track album. Uh, I like it a lot. It's very, like, it is very second gen. It feels like a second gen album with fifth gen a production quality mm. like it just like sounds new but the style of the music is very like old and it works um there's also a song that Kisop wrote on the album called dear mom that is like so sincere and cheesy and has like a, a spoken like mom you've always been there for me oh, no. and when i heard it on shuffle i was like oh this has got to be from like 15 years ago no, no this is one of the new songs that's so funny um but some things about the album. Hoon said, there are six songs because we're back with six members. The album is centered around the keywords gratitude, empathy, healing, and retro. And we worked hard hoping everyone would like our music. Aww. And he also said, we know we're not at the level of the fourth generation groups in terms of our talents, but I believe our real strength stems from all tides of life that we have gone through and overcome until now. Aww. That's an interesting, like, acknowledgement of, like, we're not going to be doing all that crazy choreo that these new kids are doing. We're sticking to our shuffle slides <laughs> and our step team arms, and that's what we do. <laughs> um, but some other fun comeback activities to check out if you want to. They did a killing dance, dance medley of Man Man Honey, Bingo Bingo, Shut Up, Neverland, and Wonderful Escape, which I thought was fun because presumably three of them had to learn choreos that they never did. Yeah. Uh, they also did a killing voice, which is 14 songs. It's like 26 minutes long and it's so good. And they're just like clearly having so much fun and like razzing each other. And it's just got good vibes. And also Hoon absolutely devours all of Kevin's lines that he has to take, like kills Ooh. it. He's good. Um, they also like in Xander's statement, put out a behind video on their YouTube channel where they meet at the restaurant to talk about doing this. And Dong Ho is on a laptop mm. from Japan on Zoom. And even though it is only subtitled in Japanese, 
you can feel how awkward it is when they first get there. And when they open the laptop, like Dong Ho is on the laptop and AJ leans in and he goes, oh, are we going to fight? And then they like laugh and then they're like, oh, it's been a long time. And then he's like, is Xander there? And then like he like leans in and then they all like are like laughing and like, I don't know. It's got very interesting vibes, but um, yeah. You can watch that if you want to see them like work out trying to decide to do this. Like I'm surprised that they filmed it and put it out. Mm -hmm. Like they're being very transparent. Yeah. Which is kind of refreshing. Uh, They also went on Boa's show K909 on the July 15th ep and did a little interview with Boa and another short song medley performance. So those are some new You Kissy things to check out if you want to. And my final thoughts is just like, I think that it's just like, really really nice that all of these guys like put all of their shit aside to like have a celebratory comeback and like appreciate each other and their memories as grown-ups and like leave their story on a nicer note than it had been left on before and it like almost brings a little tear to my eye like I just think it's so nice. Yeah. And like, and like you were saying about how they're like just being very transparent about everything. I think that's super cool and like something that is so interesting to get out of these second gen idols that are like still around that now they can like come back and they're less afraid of telling us the truth about what it was like during that time and just like acknowledging that like yeah it was really hard and like no we didn't get along and like now we're adults and wouldn't it be nice to just sort of like move on from it and try to look at the good times or whatever. Like it's pretty cool. Like to just see it's very humanizing. Yeah. And that's very fun because idols aren't supposed to be human. They're supposed to be idols. Um, And so it's neat. Like we've said this many times of how we're just like, we can't wait for the tell all novels that'll come from these second gen idols. And we're kind of getting a little piece of that of like coming forward and being like, yeah, these are all the dramas and we had a lot of beef and like, we didn't get along but we're going to put it aside and like try to give a little something for the fans and like enjoy this thing that we spent half of our lives doing. Like maybe that's worth taking a positive look back on it. And I don't know. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. And it's fun to think of most of them like taking time off from their office jobs to be like, yeah, I need to go be idle again. Yeah. And like, Sorry, Eli. my like research center job or like being an accountant, but like, also BRB, gotta go on stage. <laughs> according to the divorce show that he was on, Eli currently works at a food processing factory, like moving boxes around. Like that's what his job is now. So I bet he was fucking stoked to get to come back and do this. That's so wild. That's... His ex says that he's terrible with money. I think it's one of the reasons they got divorced. That and the DJing? No, that was the other one. Oh, damn. Oh, right, because they're both divorced. Mm, yeah. Domo got divorced There's of Half the of them are married and half of them are divorced. Like, that's where they're at now. Isn't that's that wild? So, yeah, it is wild. It is indeed. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break for ourselves, but we'll be back in five seconds to watch You Kiss's 15th anniversary music video. All right, we are back, and now it is time to watch the most recent You Kiss 15th anniversary comeback, The Wonderful Escape. So if you want to watch it with us, just go ahead and pull it up and press play when I say go. 
Um, it's funny on this opening thumbnail, the sign behind says it was a bullshit. Yeah. And then it was a bullshit and you can't see the no, but it says no fun garage is something, something a mad fuck. I'm, I, I don't can know. only assume that that's fuck, but I saw people saying that that felt like an homage to all of their weird, yeah, all, all the their weird, weird fucking beef that they May- never done. Oh, that their weird English and their weird beef. Like, Maybe they're like quotes from fights that they had. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Pull the music video up. Press play. When I say go three, two, one, go. All right. So we got an old TV sucking into a lot of different sets. We've got DJ equipment in a half built house. We've got. Oh, AJ is doing some architecture. Eli's got. Uh, tools uh, spray paint somebody spray paint Xander has, is We're... sitting on a big inflatable swan yeah this is Hoon with the blonde hair and the spray paint t-shirt he's spray painted you kiss on the wall mm-hmm. yeah Wu Young is the face that that yeah. that his face reminds me the most of Oh no, he's up struggling with his DJ and he looks frustrated. <laughs> and Suhyun has blue hair and a ear cuff. And they're like playing in a bubble or ball Target pit. shopping cart. Where'd they get that? Yep. Dancing in denim and white on a rainy floor. In front of what looks like a half dilapidated building. Fireworks in the sky. Dad bod on a couch. Yeah, oh, everybody put your hands in. Oh, oh no. no, they still use oh God, smoke. Did Kisop have a PTSD episode when they pulled these out? Are God, you kidding Maybe. Me? I can't believe they're <laughs> all holding those. Did they do that on purpose <laughs> to be like, look, we're not afraid Remember? of them anymore? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he should be in Super Junior. AJ? Yes, maybe. That one. Isn't that Eli? In the long coat right now? Yeah, that's Eli. Oh, they have some backup dancers. Oh, we have a new dance set. But we're still doing our kicky shuffles. Ooh, yes, get in a circle and do a body roll. That is what you always did. Yeah, his nose is so distinct. It's very interesting. Sandra also has like enormous hands and his like arms are so long. <laughs> he does have really big hands. Oh, this is nostalgic. Isn't it? 
Yeah, it totally fits into all of their, aw, cute little running arms. You can't Running forward to laugh and hug. How fun. Yeah, it's just so fun. Yeah, I love it. I'm proud of them for putting things aside and trying to keep it going. Because, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I kept forgetting because it seems like they're so much older because they've been gone so long or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're not that much older than any of the groups that, like, Shiny and 2PM debuted the same year as them. Like, I don't know. They're of that class. But somehow maybe it's just all of the marriages and the children that makes it feel like they're so much older. Maybe, maybe. But, yeah, there is, like... They're, they, even in just watching this now, like, they seem more of, like, super junior era, mm-hmm. which is a little bit before. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know what it is about them. They Life aged them, I Like guess. they said. Yeah. I think that's what Xander said. They had said. a hard life, man. <laughs> Didn't have it easy. But, yeah, the, that's, that's Yukis. And Suhyun did say that if people are into it and their schedules allow, they'd like to keep trying to do stuff because, yeah, it sounds like Tango has all of the rights to everything, so there's nothing stopping them mm. from being Yukis and yeah. doing reunion concerts or whatever. So if that's what they want to do, I hope that they do it. Yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. And they are getting to do, like, all the new promo stuff. Like you said, they did a Killing Voice. They did do an It's Live of this, The Wonderful Escape. So I hope that they get to do all the cool, fun stuff that that groups these days get to do. their, like, Music Bank interview where the, like, 16-year-old <laughs> La Seraphim or whatever was interviewing them. And, like, I don't know. It's just fun. I love that... All, so many groups are having 15th anniversaries this year and are doing things mm-hmm. and are still around for 15 years. Yeah. Like, it's cool. It is very cool. And they did put out a dance practice for this as well, which is fun. So, like, I love it. Give, give us all the all the content. Do all, Go to all the stops. Yeah. And I truly did enjoy all of this music so much. Like, so many of these old songs, like, went straight onto a playlist for me. And, like, I really like them. And I'm glad to have learned... Um, to like finally have filled this knowledge gap of mm-hmm. you kiss in my mind. Yeah. Now we know the saga of you kiss. Yeah. We know the truth. Um, yeah. My only recommendation would just be like, check some of these songs out if they perked your ears up because they're fun and good. And I do recommend the new album because it has old school vibe with new school production. And that's really nice. Um, I don't know if it's like a recommendation cause I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it, but Kevin was on Lance Bass's boy band mm. podcast a couple of weeks ago, which is really cool. And I was going to listen to it, but then I saw a clip on TikTok, and Lance kept saying icons instead of idols. And like, Kevin wasn't oh. going to correct him, but like, I don't know. It like made me want to hide, like watching people who don't know anything about K-pop talk about K-pop is like such a big ick for me. Sure. That I didn't know if I could get through it. That's but like fair. it could I bet there's like cool insights and fun stuff in that, like of them sharing yeah. their different boy band experiences. But trigger together. warning for misuse of vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. They are called icons <laughs> and not idols. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like a pretty rookie mistake, Lance. Lance. Seems like your producer didn't mm. do enough research. He was like, Seems he was like, like you gotta hire us them. as consultants. Yeah, I know. Come on, Lance Bass. <laughs> 
Um, but that is it. Thank you so much for listening to this very long deep dive. There was so much to cover. We so had to much do to it. Cover, yeah. Um, had to do it to them. We can be found at Pod on all of the things amakpoppod at gmail.com, 181amakpop5 for text and voicemails, PO Box 26096, Los Angeles, California 90026. If you want to send us mail, ask me about kpop.com for merch, Linktree slash amakpop for Discord and YouTube and Spotify. There's playlists of everything that we watched and things that we even just skimmed over, stages, if you want to like see all this stuff for yourself um we will be at kcon this weekend um please follow our stuff to see where we're at there's a channel in the discord where people are arranging like meetups and stuff we'd love to see y'all give you some stickers take a picture say hi whatever um and then we will be trying to get a hold of kevin Wu, see if we can get him to talk we'll to us we'll be uh <laughs> pulling out a stalker <laughs> yeah and find out where kevin is find out where kevin is maybe we can tempt him by being like we won't call you icons like <laughs> we know that the word that you're is an idol, idol and not an icon <laughs> Although perhaps two things can be but, true. Yeah, I guess things can be two <laughs> things can be true at once. Um, but yeah, that's everything that I think I wanted to mention. Um, yeah, and extra episode next week because we'll be talking all about our good time at KCON. Yeah. And so look forward to that. Talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. <laughs> <laughs>